Hello, 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 everybody. Come on in today. I am going to talk to you about the dark truth of Halloween. And the way that I'm going to approach this live is from the place of my testimony. And many of you know, you followed me for a while. You know my story. You might have seen it on the 700 Club. You might have seen it on Sid Roth. You might have just heard me talk about it. But I was delivered from witchcraft where I was a practicing witch. And so God radically saved me. He set my whole life on fire with the Holy Ghost. And I've, not, I've never looked back. And so I have felt a release in my spirit this year to come on and talk about the dark truth of Halloween. I am a little bit late because how many of you know that when you are moving forward in the will of God, that sometimes the enemy will try to bring delay and sometimes he will try to bring hindrance to the work of the Lord. But I am here. I am ready to speak on this topic tonight. And I'm going to speak to the people who are like, hey, I'm okay with letting my kids go trick-or-treating. I still love the Lord. I'm going to speak to people who are like, absolutely not. I'm going to speak to everybody out there who's watching this. You might be watching the replay and you might not even be a Christian, but let me share my story with you. Let me tell you some things you may or may not know about Halloween to bring you into a place of truth. Come on, somebody. And so I want everybody on here right now, if you would, please share this broadcast, put it on your timeline, share it with a friend, put it in somebody's messenger box, share it, share it, share it. That's how we're going to get past the algorithm. We're not going to let Facebook dictate who's going to be able to see this. Come on, somebody. We're not going to let Instagram be able to uh, dictate who's going to see this. We are going to do our due diligence in sharing truth tonight in Jesus' mighty name. I've only been live for about two minutes, and there's already almost 800 people on Facebook. And so I know that you guys are hungry for this particular topic. And we are in the month where people are starting to celebrate Halloween. We're seeing it all over. You can't go anywhere right now in America and across the world and not see something that is pertaining to Halloween. And so thank you guys for allowing me to be a little bit tardy today. I want to pray over this broadcast before I even begin to speak on it. I'm going to give people time to jump in because I was a little bit late. I was trying to get everything set up and I was driving here and I was trying not to speed but I'm, I'm ready to share with you. If you do not know, I used to be a Wiccan and I was practicing witchcraft, all the things. And so I'm going to talk about that. And I'm going to tell you exactly why for me and my household, we choose not to celebrate Halloween and not to, not to dabble in it at all. All right, so guys, keep sharing. Thank you, um, Nettie said shared. I appreciate that. Hello, Doritha. Hello, everybody on Instagram. Just Jackie, how are you? I think I see Crystal on there. Hello, I'm trying to wave to people, but it's not working. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to speak on this. Now, I'm not speaking to you on this because I've been saved my whole life. And I've been churched my whole life. And this is the decision that I came to from the church world. I came to this decision from how I used to live my life when I was out practicing spells and doing witchcraft and participating in the most dark demonic things. This is why I choose as a believer not to have anything to do with that holiday. And so uh, if I can even call it a holiday. And so um, thank you. So um, Edeen Edwin said shared with so many people. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys sharing. I appreciate you all that have prayed over this broadcast. I believe that tonight so many people's eyes are going to be open to the truth. And I'm just feeling so heavy the presence of the Lord right now. The presence of God is here with us. God is, 
is pleased that people want to know the truth. God is pleased with your diligence to study out truth and to know the truth. And that when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Come on, somebody. And so I'm going to I'm going to pray before we get started. And then I'm going to share. So, Father, I just thank you for tonight. God, I pray over this broadcast, Father, that you would speak through me. Father, I pray that you would not allow anything to go forth that is not ordained by you. Father, I thank you that you would draw people in that need to be here on this live tonight, today, tomorrow, whenever they're going to watch it, Father, that you would prepare their heart to hear the truth. Father, I thank you, God, that even now eyes are opening in the name of Jesus, ears are opening in the name of Jesus. Father, that you are going to deliver your people with a mighty hand tonight. Oh, I thank you, God, that you brought us to this place today. For such a time as this. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Somebody on here type in amen. Amen. And if you're ready. I want everybody to type this in. I'm ready. Come on. Y'all have been doing so good with the sharing. There's almost 1500 people on Facebook. And about 400 people on Instagram. So the very first thing that I want to give you is a scripture. And for those that are really good with typing, I want you to type and comment the whole entire broadcast. I want you to be typing in it, all the notes, everything that you can, okay? The scripture that we are going to really base all of this from is Ephesians 5. God bless you too, Henry. Ephesians 5, verse 11. Valor said, I'm here for truth. Come on. Yes, y'all be praying for me. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5.11 says, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Somebody type in, expose them. And I feel the Lord, I feel, I feel the sword of the Spirit right now with me. That's what I feel. I feel God backing me up with this 110%. And so I have come to expose darkness. I've not come to partner with it. I've not come to play patty cake with it. And I've not come to compromise in any way, shape, or form. I'm, com I'm coming to give you truth. And I'm going to expose the devil. I'm going to give you the, a short version of my testimony. I was brought up in a Christian home. And when I became a teenager, I went to a friend's house and I watched the movie The Craft. The Craft was a movie made in 1996. And it was about four witches who were in high school. And the witches all connected together, these four high school girls. And they went out in the woods and they began to practice witchcraft and spells and seances. And they were doing it. It was fun for them and it was very um, innocent looking at first and then all of a sudden one thing led to another and they began to get into the deep darkness of witchcraft they began to open themselves up to the demonic realm and things began to happen and the girls that were in it all of a sudden were look were it, the movie made it seem like they wish they'd never gotten into it and the stumps even tried to detach themselves from this band of witches and they couldn't even get out of it and and so that's the movie that I watched and everything that was going on in my life I wanted to kill myself I was suicidal I began to cut my wrist almost every single day I was bullied I was in an abusive family um, we were poor all the things I saw the movie and even though I knew the truth of the gospel I looked at the movie and witchcraft as a place and a source for power and control when I felt that my life was out of control. And so I looked to witchcraft as I'm going to be able to do these things. And when I do these things, I'm going to be able to get the outcome that I want. And I went Beyond the Holy Ghost, the source, I begin, I begin to go beyond God and go to another source. And when you go to another source, you open yourself up to the demonic realm. Can I get one amen on this? Is anybody with me? And so um, that's the movie that I watched. And I began to study out the religion of Wiccan. 
witchcraft, pagan. And I was doing, I would go to the store, the little uh, new age store where you could buy healing crystals. That's somebody right there. That's where, that's witchcraft. I, would, I could get any healing crystals. I could get bundles of sage and burn sage and do all these different rituals. I could do all these chants and incantations and spells. And you guys, I began to practice witchcraft. I remember doing things to cause people to be bound to me. If I, if I wanted somebody, if I liked someone and I didn't feel that it was going quick enough and they weren't connecting to me quick enough, then I would do spells like take a picture or their name and put it on a stick and do the binding thing and begin to say these chants and these demonic words that were put out in the atmosphere to cause another person's actions to do what I wanted them to do like I was the puppeteer pulling the strings on people. Come on, somebody. Can I testify? And so... I began to do these things, and I remember living in a house. I moved in um, after being homeless for a period of time. I moved in with a, a young lady and her whole family, the bloodline, they were witches. She was a witch. Her mother was a witch, great-grandmother, great, all the way back. I moved in with her, and that is just like in the movie where all of a sudden the innocent things that I was doing, the different energies and all the vibes and, you know, just opening myself up to the earth and the spirit and the tree spirit and the, the animal spirits and all the things, all those what I thought were innocent things began to take a darker turn. I remember in being in this house with her, and I would go up to a drawer, this is where it really began to set in. I had stepped into something that I really knew nothing about. And I remember going up to a drawer and said, as soon as I, I was just talking, I was, it's in this drawer right here. Before my hand touched the drawer, about this close, the drawer itself went and opened. And it was one of those old drawers where when you open it kind of tilted down and the drawer tilted down and it scared me to my core. I was looking around like, who did that? How did that happen? How does that happen? I remember another time I had a little collection of Barbies on my window seal, and, uh, like a window, like I'm, I'm right here by my window, but there was a, um, a ledge dividing the window and I had Barbies stacked up. And I was talking to somebody that was dating at the time and I turned and I pointed to the Barbies and I said, you know, it's over there. And the Barbies that were on that window seal fell off that window seal. And at that time, because so many things had been happening, I started to get used to having this power that I thought was from, you know, within me. And then I didn't realize that I was being completely overtaken by demons and anyway I'm gonna get to Halloween and so as a practicing witch Halloween was one of the holidays and still is to this day you all that witches look forward to like Christians look forward to Resurrection Sunday and or Christmas it is a holiday where witches on October 31st of this year are going to be at high alert, all awake, all practicing the craft, casting spells. And, and, and they believe at that time that there is a veil that thins between the demonic realm, the spirit world, and the earth realm. And so when we are, as Christians, participating in something like that, it doesn't matter your intentions. It doesn't matter if you think that it is easy breezy, no big deal. The fact of the matter remains that it is a holiday that celebrates and has always been about celebrating the dead and the demonic realm. You say, well, it's just about candy and dressing up. Let me take you to the origins. Can we go? Can we go there for just a minute? Again, if you're just jumping on, please share this broadcast. Somebody in your timeline needs to 
hear it. Thank you, Kimberly. I appreciate you, Elena Smith. I thank you, Just Jink over here. Um, again, Ephesians 5.11 says, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Have nothing to do with it, but rather expose them. How many of you would rather listen to the word than compromise with the world? I'd rather listen to the, to the word. And so, let me go to this. I took a few notes. Halloween, if you look it up, it's not a secret. You can go to any YouTube and, or Google and type in the origins of Halloween. And you're going to, if you're a believer, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you have all those, ooh, this, this don't feel right. This don't feel right. Some of you that love Halloween, celebrating it so much, you probably won't go look up the origins of it because you don't want to face the facts that it actually comes from a dark place. But the origins is Celtic rituals that they started a long, long, long time ago. And uh, you can look this up. It's S-A-M-H-E-I-N. Some say same, same heen and some say Sawin. And, and this is the holiday that they would celebrate where they believe that the God of death, and this is in the Celtic belief, the God of death, they would summons this God of death this particular night where, again, the veil was supposed to be very thin on this day, crossing over from summer into the next season, that the veil was thin on that one particular day and that the God of death would, could summons up those that had died. And those people that had died would then, they would, the people that were alive would want to summons up the dead to arise out of their graves and to come and roam through the earth in case they needed to get vengeance, in case they wanted to do whatever. And they, they began to mingle and wanted to converse and have fellowship with the dead. Now, I don't know what Bible y'all read, but my Bible talks about necromancy and not to communicate with the dead. In fact, if you're on here and you have been communicating with someone from your life, your family who has passed on or a spirit that comes to you and it's uh, making you think that it was a person that used to be here, it is a familiar spirit and it is a demon. Okay, and so we are not to have any dealings with demons at, in, at all, okay? And so they wanted to gather up these dead souls and then they would roam around and, and then this is, this, is how, this is how we get costumes in it. I just wanna tell y'all all, like, so you know, when you go, when you, you begin to celebrate Halloween, that you know exactly what you are connected to. You can't separate the connection to the origins. Of it you cannot I don't care how many people tell you you can you can't so when they would begin to dress up in costumes it is because they began to see spirits of the dead people roaming around the city and so what they would do is they would dress up like goblins and ghosts so that the spirits wouldn't recognize them as a human. It would think that they were also a spirit and would pass them by. So costumes, when you put your kids in costumes and all of that, that's the origin of it. So you could blend in with dead spirits, really demons that were roaming the earth. Now I'm gonna get into it because we know that the Catholics came in and the Protestants came in, there's been a lot of mixture and changing of that original holiday from the Celtic tradition. But they came in and they didn't, they didn't like that, that they were calling up dead and all of that. So they said, if you're gonna dress up, when they came in to reform things, they said, well, why don't you dress up as the saints? You can dress up as the saints and we will celebrate it as all saints day. And so again, even when the church got involved and tried to reform it, they were still celebrating the dead. Come on, somebody. 
when you are participating in Halloween, I just want you to know what you are aligning with. And so that's what happened. And some people say that they even would put on costumes because some of the people, they didn't want to disguise themselves so the, the spirits could pass them on. They wanted to take on the power of these dead spirits, these roaming spirits. It is all a celebration of the dead. Come on. Satanists love this holiday. The founder of the Satanist, the Satanic Church, who has passed on, the founder said that Halloween is the third most important holiday to Satanists around the world. And also said he loves it when believers allow their children to worship the devil one day of the year. You can look up that quote. That's not from me. That's what the, the founder of the Satanic Church has stated. And so Satanists and witches, pagans, Celtics, people that are into the demonic realm and new age practices love this holiday, this day of the dead. Let me just connect all the pieces so you can know where it's all coming from. When you see jack-o'-lanterns outside, now let me just give this to you. Fall is my favorite season of all the seasons. I love fall. I love everything. I love pumpkin spice, coffee. I love all the things, the flannels, the boots, the weather changing, the beautiful leaves changing, even though we don't really have that here in Florida. I love fall. It is my favorite season of them all. So pumpkins, I, I, the Lord made pumpkins. They're beautiful. I'll eat pumpkin pie. I love pumpkins. They're pretty. I'll go to a pumpkin patch. It's beautiful. But a jack-o'-lantern is where you, they would take uh, or turnips and gorgs and pumpkins back in the day. And what they would do is they would cut out a scary face in it and they would put a candle in it so it would look like, you know, a, a, a face, scary face. So that when these roaming spirits who were all supposed to be throughout the town would come to their house, that this face would scare off the spirit so that the jack-o'-lantern then had some sort of power to cause these demons to go into another place. And so again, it's connected to a demonic belief, a doctrine of demons. Come on. I don't know about you, but I'm not putting my hope in a jack-o'-lantern. It does not get rid of demons. It opens up doors to demons. Jack-o'-lanterns. Cutting out and carving of the pumpkin, putting the light in it to scare off demons. Trick or treat is also connected to this Celtic day of the dead where they celebrated the, the God of death and summoned up spirits from out of the graves, which is not spirits from out of the graves. It's demons. And so what they would do is the trick or the treat is they would, um, during this time, there was a lot of crime and mischief that began to happen with the people in the town. And so the young people were going around and there was a lot of just terrible things that began to happen. And so what the townspeople did is they knew that, you know, the people were going to be these troublemakers were going to be dressing up, looking like the floating spirits. And so they didn't want trouble to come to their house. And so what they would do is they would put out on their porch a treat some sort of treat. So when these young people came, they would get the treat and they would leave their property safe. They would leave their house and move on to the next one. So I'm trying to connect all of these things for you so that you can see that although the world and the devil wants you to think that's so innocent, it's not a big deal. What's the big deal? You can say, what's the big deal until you are blue in the face, but you cannot hide the fact of the origins of Halloween and the dark truth of Halloween. You cannot hide the fact that on Halloween, you can go look this up or ask any police officer in your town. On Halloween, 
there is an extremely high level, unlike any other night, of kidnappings, people going missing, murders occur, sacrifices happen on that night. And so even though while I was practicing witchcraft, and I'm going to tell you uh, a story that one thing that I remember doing on Halloween, um, but even though I wasn't doing sacrifices and I didn't go that far, I didn't go into that dark realm, there are witches and Satan worshipers out there and people that are completely tormented by demons that are doing these things. And that's a fact. That is an absolute fact. You can look up testimonies of people that have come out of the occult world and they will tell you some of the horrific things. I've heard them. I have talked to people face to face and counseled and prayed and done deliverance on people who have come out of that kind of deep, dark occult where they were raped over and over. They had so much just insane kind of abuse. You would never even want that testimony to hit your ears because you would have to hear it and so that's what happens on this particular night this particular night when christians are being rocked to sleep by the world and christians are being rocked to sleep by disney telling you it's okay and even leaders in the government telling you it's okay christians are being rocked to sleep instead of standing on their posts and fighting for those children that are being abducted instead of getting to their place of prayer knowing that they are a soldier on the battlefield for our lord and so oh i'm fired up i'm fired up about this thank you all by the way for sharing pastor greg Glock. so awesome to see you on here as well but again it's a holiday for witches it's a holiday for satanic worshipers they absolutely love this holiday. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to love the same holiday that a Satan worshiper loves. I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. You can call me too strict. You can call me too religious. You can call me uptight. You can call me any name that you want to call me. But as for me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord. Period. Point blank. Somebody type that in the comments. Period. Point blank. So we talked about carved pumpkins, why people dress up in costumes. By the way, let me just say this, because I know some parents out there, it's just a costume and it's just candy. Are you not allowing your child to have candy all throughout the year? That's my question to you, because see, I have a 12-year-old daughter, and she's been trained by me and her daddy. She hasn't been trained by Nickelodeon, Disney, and public school. She's homeschooled. So that's, that's a blessing. So all she knows is what we instill in her and believe is good for her life. So if you ask her, do you feel like you're being left out of Halloween? Her answer will be absolutely no. If you ask her, do you want to go get candy on Halloween and dress up? She's going to look at you like you have three eyes. Because... She's been trained by us. We don't let the world train her. So she doesn't feel like she's missing out because she's not missing out. If she wants candy, we're going to do what you all do all the other days of the year if your children want candy. You're either going to tell them no or you're going to go to the store like regular people do, purchase candy and give it to your child. In January, I would never send my child across the street to the old man's house to get a piece of candy and beg him for something that I could give her. So I don't understand it. Please help, help me to understand it. Why we've connected ourselves to a holiday that is steeped in worship of the dead, demons, witchcraft, and darkness. Now, let me say this. Let me say this. I know what it's like to be a brand new Christian and to be in a different level I wasn't always at this level. I wasn't always here. I had some growing and processing to do. So let me say this to you. You may be thinking, well, I don't understand that yet. Just know this. Ask the Lord what's, what he wants for your life. And I can only share my story with you. And I'm going to say it again. As for me and my household, we choose to serve the Lord. Now, let me give you this scripture because I know someone's going to say we need more scripture. So I'm going to give it to you. You ready? 
1 Corinthians 10.21 says, somebody write that in the comments, 10.21, 1 Corinthians 10.21, you cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot have part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. If you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, and there are facts to back this up, that this holiday is to worship the dead, which we know that any roaming spirit on this earth from the grave, it's not a, fam it's not a, a spirit of your dead loved one. It's a familiar spirit, and we call those demons. So that would be the cup of the devil. You cannot have the cup of the Lord and the cup of the devil. You cannot have the table of the Lord and the table of the devil. Let me give you another scripture. 1 Corinthians 10, 20 says, Rather that the things which... Okay. Rather that the things which Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. Somebody say amen. Say amen. When I was living in the house with the witch, I was practicing witchcraft. I began to take all kinds of drugs. I didn't even know what day it was most of the time. I didn't know anything that was going on in the world, anything on the news. I didn't know anything. All I knew was dope, witchcraft, um, fornication, idolatry, sin, crime, Every kind of criminal activity you could think of. You all know my story. Man. Kidnapped people before. I have gotten into physical fights with men and women. I have gotten into physical fights with people while I was pregnant. And started to fist fight people. I have lived on the streets. I have been in jail. In and out of jail. Several times. And in and out of rehab. Several times. On meth. On heroin. Homeless at 17. Cutting my wrist and suicidal. I was in such a dark place. I didn't even feel like I was sane at one point. I'm hiding in people's sheds. I completely lost my mind. I'm going to the bathroom outside like an animal, living in people's backyards because I was so out of my mind on dope. And I remember living this lifestyle. And when I was in the house with this young lady who was a witch, on this holiday, we saved up, we saved up so that we could go all out for Halloween. Costumes, which my costumes were really barely anything on because the spirit of perversion had completely taken over my life. And I remember being in a circle in her, in her room. I went into her room, which she had, um, if you imagine like a room that looked like something like out of Woodstock. Um, like a hippie's room, all these different um, pillows on the ground and all the people could come in and kind of sit on the ground and we would take acid, which we took a lot of acid this particular night. And um, she had black lights in her room, so everything was glowing, your eyes were glowing, all the things were glowing. And it was trippy. And we, we got into this circle and she began to say, um, let's call in, let's call in this. And she began to say this goddess's name. And so I'm taking these drugs and we're taking the drugs, you guys, not just for the purpose of getting high. We're taking the drugs to open up ourselves to the demonic realm. Okay. So we do that and all of a sudden we start feeling it. And then we begin to summons up this goddess and we were literally saying to the spirits that were in this we we could feel the demons or i'm saying demons now but in that day i wouldn't say demons i would say you know this goddess or this god or spirit or deity or whatever we could feel them in the room with us and we begin to invite them in inward come take over you know we would say that and I remember on this night, we saved up for this night. This was Halloween night. Two witches and a whole bunch of other guys in a room. And I remember totally blacking out. I remember blacking out. I don't remember what happened after that. 
All I know is that when I woke up, I was no longer in her room. I was in my room, but I had no memory of how I got there. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I fell out. I don't know. I don't know if I fell asleep. I, I don't know if I was standing up when I went. I don't know anything. I didn't know how long I had been out. I don't, I didn't know if it was, I knew that it was the next day because it was a change of, it wasn't dark anymore. It was like, you know, a different time of the day. And so I didn't know if it was one day, two days. I didn't know what happened to me in that time frame. But I know that we had asked demons to come and take over. And I don't know what happened in that time. I don't know what I did. I don't know if I went somewhere. But all I know is that on that night, we had opened up ourselves to such demonic activity that my life had changed at that point. And from that moment on, we it felt like we were living in a haunted house. And I, I talk a lot about that on the 700 Club when I said that the lights would begin to bust. And all of a sudden, what went from fun went to darkness. And I remember being so scared out of my mind that I asked God, please save me. And I didn't want to practice witchcraft, even though I had several years of drug addiction after that. I had stopped because I was so terrified of what I began to see. At that moment, I didn't know that I was demonized. I didn't know that. When I got saved, come on somebody, and was in the church, I didn't know at that point that I was demonized. It was only until someone brought me to a deliverance service and the woman of God began to pray over me and began to say, come out of her. And all of a sudden, for two hours, she was casting out the occult and all these demons were speaking through me. And I'm completely aware of what's coming out of my mouth, but I can't stop anything. I can't stop my hands from balling up in fists and attacking the woman where they had to hold me down. Three men. I couldn't stop my body, myself, from these demons trying to make me crawl up backwards on the wall in a church where I had church people standing there praying over me, watching. I had opened up myself to the demonic realm. That's why when I got married to my husband and we were in church and we were still, we were trying to do right. That's why I was so rebellious and so nasty and so mean. That's why I could not say sorry to anybody. That's why I was offended at every little thing. That's why I was still tormented by nightmares. That's why when I would go to the kitchen to get a glass of water in the middle of the night, I thought someone was always watching me and I would run back to the room because I didn't want anything to grab my feet from under the bed as a grown woman in the church. When I tell you what you partner with, you then align with. And so when you partner with costumes that they did, Celtic people did to disguise themselves as spirits that raised up out of the grave so that they wouldn't get messed with or to take on the power and the entity of the spirit and you partner with that today, you can't, you can't detach it from that origin. You have to be careful what you are doing. One day out of the year is not going to make or break me as a cool parent to my child. I don't care if my whole entire family, and my whole family knows, we don't celebrate Halloween. And they also know that when my child is around them, that they don't have the right ever to discount our training. They don't do that. No, nah, they don't do that. Don't you want, they don't do that. Because we set the boundaries. Come on, somebody. Some of you are letting your family, you're letting teachers, you're letting Nickelodeon and Disney tell you how to raise your children. And it's, it's, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Jack-o'-lanterns and all of these things, you open yourself up to curses. And these curses are then passed down to your children who will then grow up 
knowing what you've instilled in them, and it just keeps getting deeper and darker and deeper and darker. Generation after generation after generation. That's why you see entire generations of believers celebrating Halloween. Celebrating. To me, celebration means honoring, respecting enough to take an entire day. Now it's not even an entire day. It's literally an entire month. People started celebrating Halloween. As soon as October 1st hit, there goes the TV shows, there goes the movies, there goes all the things. It's all over. They're not even just wanting one day. They want, they want it all. It opens yourself up to curses, whether you believe that or not. An abomination, a, a cursed object is talked about in the Bible. And the, and, and the Bible says not to bring it into your home, that it is an abomination before God. Halloween and celebrating the dead and idolatry and partnering with the devil, to me, is, is just, it stinks in the nostrils of God. I do not think that God is like, no, I don't mind if you celebrate that. I just, I, I just can't see our Lord doing that. I just can't see Jesus looking at his sold out believers and going, I'm just going to turn my head this day. You just do what you want. I just can't see the Lord doing that. So let me just make sure I got all of this out. This is a day that has kidnappings, sacrifices, murders, rapes, crimes, and everybody's skipping around the, the streets and saying, it's merry, it's fun, it's fine. But inside someone's home, someone's being abused. And they're doing rituals and sacrifices on babies. Yes. Yes. This is a real thing, you all. They kidnap prostitutes and they can kill them off because they're not being, no one's looking for them anyway. Do y'all hear me? Your neighborhood, it might be cute. It might be fun. But that's exactly how the devil keeps rocking people to sleep. So why do you come to a church? Why do, why do people come to church? Answer this for me, Kayla. Answer this for, for me, Pastor Greg Locke. Why do people come to church? I know they do this with you. They do this with the ministers. They ask you to pray for them because they're struggling with demons tormenting them. They're struggling with the spirit of perversion. They're struggling with depression and suicide and rage and unforgiveness and, you know, spirit of perversion from when they were tormented as a little girl, a little boy. And they ask you to cast devils out of them and to, and to help them experience deliverance. And then they leave the altar or they leave that Zoom call or they leave wherever and they go and then they open themselves up to the same demons that we just spent time casting out of them because they say that it's innocent. And they open themselves up to curses. They begin to watch horror movies and they become entertained by demons. The first word, the first root of entertainment is enter. You can't enter here. Not in my house. Mm -mm. Spirit of fear has gripped a lot of your children. And you wonder why your child is scared to go to sleep. Why they're scared to speak in, in, in their class. Why they're scared to meet new people. Why they're terrified of being alone. Why they're, what are they putting into their spirits? I have watched some TV where we have a little show on and unfortunately I feel like we're subjected to the horrific commercials and they have commercials that come on and you know what I do I don't watch them as soon as I see the even the sound or I, I hear the sound or I, I see I turn my face turn it off why because I'm protecting my eye gate I have to be able to speak forth prophetic words to people. I can't have that tainted like that. I can't have those images stirring in my spirit when I'm sleeping trying to hear from the Lord. I cannot have that stirring in my spirit causing confusion and bringing on a spirit of fear which God has not given me. He's given me power, love, and a sound mind. We have to toe the line. We have to hold up the banner of righteousness. Why am I doing this live this year? Because I believe the church and the world as a whole is about to see some things coming down the pipeline. I believe that God is calling us to a higher place, 
of righteousness in him. He's saying, you can't mix with the world anymore. The mixture is over. The mixture is over. The mixture is over. Let me give you this example because people will say to me, why can't we separate what it was from how we do it now? How many of you know what a Ouija board is? How many of you know what the Ouija board is? Right in the comments say, yeah, I, I've heard of that. Okay. We all know that a Ouija board was created, its origins, its functions, and its roots is created in witchcraft with the occult to use the board to speak to the dead spirits, entities, or whatever. They're demons. People do that and move that little thing around being moved around by a spirit to speak to who people that have passed on which they'll never talk to people that have passed on they're speaking to demons or they're speaking to spirits and they actually want to speak to the spirits okay so we all know that right now watch this because if if this doesn't make sense to you, you can't just go, no, I can see that being okay. If it, if you can see it being okay, how I'm going to explain it to you, then I can see how you can say, you know what, I'm okay with Halloween too. And at the end of the day, it's between you and the Lord. It's between you and the Lord. But what if a Ouija board, which was created for that function, years and years and years ago, years, hundreds of years ago, and now I take a Ouija board. And I say, I like this Ouija board, though. I'm going to use this Ouija board not to speak to the dead, but I'm going to use this Ouija board to speak to the Lord. Can I do that? You answer me in the comments. And if you say yes, that means I, you'll do it. Can you use a Ouija board and change its original function and say we're not talking to devils on it we're going to use the ouija board to speak with the lord can you do that if you cannot do that with a ouija board you cannot separate its origins you cannot separate why it was made you cannot separate the very root of the thing you cannot rename it and call it something else you cannot do that. Then how can you take Halloween, which has its origins, its roots in the worship of demons and witchcraft and the dead and idolatry? How can you do that and say, now we're going to dress up as an angel and we're going to use Halloween to serve the Lord? The devil is a whole liar. Yes, he is. That's the kind of sense that it makes to me. Now, let me say this. Do I know people in the church who are friends of mine, who I'm totally cool with, who still let their kids go trick-or-treating and are okay with it? Yeah. Am I mean to them? No. Do I cut them off? And don't talk to them when I see them at church? No. Because division, it's, you're just being used by the devil like that anyway. If, if, you're, if you're divided over those things. But I keep this in my mind. As for me and my household. So keep saying that. As for me and my household. Am I going to go and fight with people all over social media over it? No. That doesn't. That doesn't. That's not what we're here to do. We are here to declare truth. We're here to speak like I did from my personal experience and hope that whatever you share, it resonates with somebody and that they will come into the truth. But if they have their own way and the Lord has not dealt with them on it like that yet, then don't fight with each other over this. Now, I know people are going to ask me, Jenny, what do you think about churches doing things like trunk or treat trunk or treat isn't that trick-or-treat <laughs> I'm just is that trick-or-treat okay so let me say it like this I have a church that is extremely evangelistic 
Almost the entire church is made out of evangelists. I've never seen a church like it in my life. And so the wonderful thing about this year is that Halloween falls on a Sunday. Why is that a wonderful thing? Because I believe that just because of the placement of the day, that more believers are going to lean towards, we're not going to celebrate Halloween on the Lord's Day. And so there will be a lot of worshiping the Lord, which is what we need. There will be a lot of people flooding into the churches. There will be a lot of people who are going to be at the altar. You know what we're doing the day before Halloween at our church? We're doing a night of deliverance where we're going to pray and cast demons out of people. Hallelujah. I love it. On Sunday, you know what we're doing? We're having an all-out worship service, and we want the whole community to come and to celebrate Jesus. We want the whole community to come on in, bring all your kids, bring your family, bring bring your cousins, bring your aunties, bring the whole kit and caboodle. Come on into the church and we're going to love on you. And we're going to, and just like every Sunday, the kids are playing games or the kids are playing games. But we're not doing a trunk or treat where we're saying it's just like Halloween, but we're just bringing it in. That's That's not what we're doing. Now, if you're a church, I'm not, I'm not um, demonizing you because, again, I'm not your pastor and I'm not the visionary of your particular body. That is up to the leadership of that church. But I do have, uh, uh, I feel like uh, when we say, yes, we're going to do costumes and we're still going to do jack-o'-lanterns, we're going to do all the scary things that we're going to do them in the church, that doesn't make sense to me. But I do believe that the church should be a place of, like it always is, worship unto God, celebrating, fellowshipping with the community, drawing in the lost. This is, a, this is not a Halloween thing. This is an everyday thing. We should be bringing in people. We should be inviting the, the people in. Do you know what we do on a regular basis? We invite the community in for hot dogs. We invite them in to jump on the little trampoline thing in the bouncy house. That's like an every week kind of thing at our church. It's not something out of the normal for us because we're an evangelistic church reaching the community seven days out of the week. Seven days out of the week. All right? So those are my thoughts about that. I am going to pray. If you felt like the Lord has told you to not participate in Halloween, but you have because you've been swayed by the world, you can repent of that. And if you need to repent, I want to invite you to do that right now on this broadcast. I want you to ask the Lord to forgive you that maybe you partnered with it and you see now that, you know, this is not something that God is calling you to do. It's not something that he has for your future. It's not something that the Lord wants you to participate in. And you see that maybe in the past you you did some things and maybe that wasn't of God. All you have to do is confess right now and say, Lord, I'm asking you to forgive me. Wash me, make me clean. Maybe you're on here and you, you, this was shared and you don't even know the Lord, but you're just intrigued by what I was saying. And now you feel the tug of the Holy Spirit. You feel, you feel just even tears welling up and you want to turn your life around and you want to give this Jesus a try. Let me tell you, he is the way, the truth, and the life. He came, he died, he rose again. And the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. He is the one true God. He is the only God. And so I want you to repent right now. If you need to do that in the comments, you need deliverance even. You need to type in, yeah, I need deliverance. I need deliverance. There was over 5,000 people watching and over 700 and something people watching on Instagram. And that to me just speaks high of how many sold out Christians there are. I know there are so many sold out believers, at least on my page. So I'm just so thankful for that. Uh, when I was growing up, my mama didn't let us participate in Halloween. And I'll tell you what, I had such a spirit of rebellion towards her because of that. No one sat me down and explained anything. It was just a, no, you don't do that. And so I'd sneak out and go get candy. It was another thing is we were very healthy and we didn't have sugar in the house at all in any form, any form at all. And so I love to go out and get candy. But I came to a place where I know now better than what I used to know. When you know better, you do better. On the 29th at 8 p.m., I am going to be reading this story 
live to anybody, any families with kids or whoever, teens or little ones. And the book is called Mommy, Why Don't We Celebrate Halloween? It's not my book, so I'm not trying to sell a book to you. Somebody else's book, um, and her name is right here, Linda. Linda Winwood. I got it off Amazon. But I'm going to do this story live. And some of the things that I broke down tonight, I'm going to um, share with the kids, like, what uh, dressing up means, why that why that came about it talks about the celtics and it talks about what the people did in the village and how this holiday got started it talks about jack-o-lanterns what they mean it talks about witchcraft and this is a scripture have nothing to do with witchcraft and evil spirits and so i'm going to be reading this story friday i wanted to do it right before halloween so that people can get the replay and begin to share it as much as you can Friday, 8 p.m. on the 29th, so be looking out for this. If you needed prayer, can you just write again, say you need prayer so I can pray for you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you've released tonight. God, we thank you that your spirit of truth is going forward. Father, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and God, your word says the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth. Oh, hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, that because your believers are on here, have the Holy Spirit activated in their life, that the Holy Spirit is doing his job of leading us and guiding us in all truth. And I break and bind right now in the mighty name of Jesus, every bit of witchcraft, every Bell, incantation, every chant, every demonic chant, every bit of voodoo, every hex, every vex, every bit of sorcery and magic that has been over your life through connection with Halloween. I break its power off of you now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody share this right now while the spirit of God is moving to deliver with a mighty hand. In the name of Jesus, we come against the spirit of idolatry. We cast that down now and we repent unto our God, Jesus Christ. We repent for having any alignment with something that is of the devil. We repent of knowingly and unknowingly participating in something that is not of God. Father, we say now that we will move forward in what you've called us to do. I break off every curse in the name of Jesus. I break every generational curse right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I break even someone's on here and you've been experiencing suicidal thoughts in Jesus' mighty name. Be set free of that right now. It has been a demon that has been tormenting you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, do it. I decree and declare over you that you will live and not die. And those tormentors, I speak to them now under the authority of Jesus Christ. And I say, go now. Now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Every bit of bondage, loose your hold now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, spirit of rebellion, rebelling against God's word, go now, loose your hold in the name of Jesus. Every connection to Halloween and celebrating a dark day of the dead, we break its connection, we detach ourselves from it now. And we press on toward the Lord. We get our eyes on Jesus Christ. We say that Jesus is the Lord of our life. Somebody say that in the comments. Jesus is the Lord of my life. I will serve no other. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Some of you are getting deliverance right now. If you're experiencing deliverance, allow the Holy Spirit to take you through deliverance. If you've never experienced what's happening right now, some of you know you're going through deliverance because the Lord is with you. He's telling you this is deliverance. If you've never experienced it, don't 
uh, close it up. Don't tense up. Allow the Holy Spirit to move on you. Father, I pray that you would begin to move on your people mightily right now in the name of Jesus. And God is even calling many of you to begin to speak out against this. You've been afraid because of what your family has said. You've been afraid for what people have said on social media. But the Lord is causing a boldness to rise up in you now. And the Lord says, expose it, expose it. And you go with the full force of heaven. You're not going alone. The enemy is a liar. He's telling you that you're out here all by yourself with this, that you're the only one that thinks this. Oh, but there's a company of people that stand on the word of truth. Oh, there's a company of people that believe the Lord. There's a company of people that stand for righteousness. They won't compromise. They won't look like the world. They're not trying to fit in with with the world. They want to stand apart. They want to be set apart for his glory. Oh, hallelujah.